0: Welcome to the Expert Series, brought to you by the Lupus Foundation of America. Every month, our health education team is here to bring you experts in lupus to discuss topics to help you live better. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Alicia and I will be your host. On today's episode, we will be discussing mental health and well-being in a time of uncertainty. So. There is a lot going around in the news about the coronavirus, and I mean, as you know, the situation is changing rapidly, and processing all of the incoming information can induce stress and anxiety, especially in people who are affected by lupus. During this time, more than ever, it's important to be mindful of our mental health and emotions and have strategies in our toolbox to help us cope. So with that said, I am pleased to welcome our guest for today, Dr. Netta Gould, clinical psychologist and assistant professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences and the director of the mindfulness program at the John Hopkins University School of Medicine. Her areas of clinical expertise include anxiety, disorders, and depression. Today, Dr. Gould will be sharing important information on mental health, strategies for how to cope, and she will also lead us in a guided meditation practice. Thank you so much, Dr. Gould, for joining us today.
1: It's a pleasure to be here, Alicia.
0: So just to start off, can you tell us more about the importance of mental health in people with a chronic disease like lupus?
1: Sure. Well, we know that individuals with chronic disease can have additional challenges that can increase their risk of having depression and anxiety. So there's essentially a vulnerability there in whether it's related to the disease process itself or to the medications or to the lifestyle changes and limitations. These um, mental conditions can be prevalent in this population, in chronic disease in general and certainly in lupus. And so I think that there needs to be extra measures taken to make sure that the mental health of individuals with chronic disease um, are addressed.
0: Right, and which is especially important during this time. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, given everything going on with the coronavirus, many people may be experiencing increased anxiety and just overall strains on their mental health. What are some signs to look out for or that someone can be mindful of that may indicate increased anxiety or stress?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I'll Shared is just to normalize that it's perfectly reasonable to feel anxious during times of uncertainty. It's just how we are designed, how we like to know what's coming so that we can prepare. So I'd like to normalize that it's okay to feel some anxiety. But if you start noticing that the anxiety is really getting in the way of your ability to um, cope or live fully even within the confines that we currently have, I think uh, that's a time to kind of uh, think about what what we can do to intervene. So, um, so some signs are generally changes in your baseline level of functioning, whatever that is for each individual. For many people who I've been speaking with at Sleep has become disturbed. Um, you might notice a decrease in your desire to want to do activities that you previously enjoyed and that you don't enjoy them quite as much. You might notice changes in appetite. Um, so all of those things are components of our um, well-being that when we are confronted with a stressor may shift and we want to look for those shifts and see how much they are impacting our day-to-day living and quality of life.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's say that someone is doing a self-check and they recognize that they do have one of those signs that you just mentioned. Um Are there any tips that you have for them in in terms of what they can do, and um are there any activities that can be done at home?
1: Mhm, yeah, absolutely, So I think uh you're right that the first thing to notice is just that the symptoms are here um, and notice hey, this is you know likely anxiety or some sadness or depression, whatever it may be, but there are. There are kind of external things we can do to mitigate our response to the current pandemic and the uncertainty of it. And I think one tip um, that I've been sharing with individuals is to just limit the amount of information that you're getting in terms of the news, it it, uh, can be very anxiety provoking to hear everything that's going on. And so if you have that continually um, in the background, that barrage of information can really uh, be stressful. So limit to a few reliable sources and maybe once a day or twice a day what you hear. Um, I think, you know, people have different coping strategies. The issue is that we are unable to partake in in some of those. So I think we do need to be a little creative about those coping strategies, So, for example, are there activities that you've enjoyed in the past and maybe you can't do them outside of the home, but can there be variations of them inside the home, whether it's uh, exercise or whether it's socialization and you do it via Zoom or via phone? So it won't be exactly the same, but uh, I think beginning to look for shades of gray in terms of what could this look like if I were to modify it. And of course, I really like the practices of uh, gratitude, of seeing, well, what is it that I'm still grateful for, even in the midst of this distress? And, um, and my area of focus, the mindfulness, which is bringing your attention back to the present moment and kind of being with the experience in this moment as opposed to thinking about the catastrophes that could happen or ruminating on the past that's kind of coming and becoming fully present in this moment.
0: Right. So really being present can help. Um, so just shifting gears a little bit, what about those who are feeling isolated or alone, which you know can be really easy given social distancing, which is necessary. However, it can heighten those types of feelings. What would you recommend for someone who is experiencing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important point. A couple of my uh, colleagues have pointed out that so much of the information and tips that are being shared are for how to deal with being with um, family members and the challenges that arise. And some people have the opposite, that they feel very isolated and alone and they don't uh, have individuals to kind of share the burden of stress with during this time. And so um, I think, you know, going back to the idea of a lot of people are connecting via Zoom or FaceTime or telephone. Some people are even having um, dinners and cocktail hour or, you know, um, with, um, with family and friends on Zoom. And so I think being creative in terms of continuing to maintain those social connections, but in a new way is really important. I think the other thing that's important is to remind ourselves that we're not alone in this. I think even those individuals who do have people around can feel a sense of isolation that, you know, I'm the only one struggling with this, or I'm the only one struggling with this particular issue. And I can almost guarantee that that's not the case. And so if we can step back and kind of sense that all of humanity is suffering in some way during this epidemic, um, then it can diminish our sense of feeling uh, so disconnected.
0: Right. So as you mentioned, having those creative solutions, perhaps a virtual game night or dinner party. Um, So are there any other resources that you haven't mentioned yet that would also be helpful?
1: Sure. Well, um, I know that on uh, through lupus.org you have a virtual uh, a virtual program called Lupus Connect that individuals can use, and so I think that would be a great place to start uh, in terms of. Uh, mindfulness resources for anxiety and stress. I uh, can recommend apps. People who like to use apps can use those. Um, for example, Headspace and Calm and Insight Timer. Those are uh, options. You can also just Google, um, you know, meditations, guided meditations, and see what what comes up. Um, UCLA has a nice um, Mindful Awareness Research Center, as does UCSD, and they have free guided meditations. Um, during this time, I've also been running uh, 30-minute meditations uh, three times daily, Monday through Friday, uh, for at 8 o'clock, noon, and 5. And I will share that resource with you. I'd be happy for um, anyone to join. So I think that uh, those are some kind of the basic resources that I would suggest and looking looking up kind of um, relaxation tools and mindfulness tools so that they're guided can be a useful way to begin to implement them into your day.
0: That's great. And for those listening in, we will include links to recommended resources on this episode's page on lupus.org. And to find it, all you have to do is go to lupus.org slash the expert series. So Dr. Gould, before we begin our guided mindfulness practice, is there any recommendations that you can provide for someone who may have never done this before? So is there something that they can do to help prepare? Perhaps that's Finding a quiet space in their home, or um, you know, being seated in a certain way. What can they do to get started?
1: Sure. So I think um, finding a quiet space, if possible, but um, you know, uh, it may not be possible depending on where you live and um, what's going on in the house. So just finding a space where you can um, at least be comfortable where you're seated. So many people like to uh, sit in a Uh, in a straight back chair and placing your feet flat on the floor, your hands gently in your lap. And um, for some individuals sitting on the floor is comfortable and others may be lying down. And of course, lying down, we do have the risk of falling asleep. So seeing if you can stay awake for the practices, uh, for this practice in particular, and if you want to kind of cultivate the mindfulness trying to stay awake on your own when you do the practices. Um, however, if you're having trouble sleeping, these can also be really nice practices to help with uh, sleep. So um, so sitting in a, a kind of a posture that uh, that's comfortable is the most important thing. You can close your eyes if you'd like, but you don't have to. And in mindfulness practice, we're not trying to achieve a particular state. We're trying to just, be with our experiences as they arise moment to moment to moment. And so uh, many people think, oh, I can't meditate. My my mind's too busy. Uh, And the idea is that we just notice that the mind is busy. So we notice um, sensations in the body and we notice the sounds around us. And that's kind of building the mindfulness, being aware of what's here, not pushing anything away and not trying to Um, have a particular experience with it.
0: Wonderful. And as we wrap up, Dr. Gould, would you please lead us in a five-minute guided meditation practice?
1: Absolutely. It would be a pleasure. So go ahead and find a position for yourself where you feel comfortable, whatever position that is for you. If you'd like, you can close your eyes. Otherwise, you can just have a soft gaze in front of you. Let's begin by taking a few deep breaths. A deep breath in. And a long, slow exhalation. And when you feel ready, drawing the next breath in, the long, slow exhalation. And once more. And as you exhale, just settling in a little bit more into this moment. For this practice, we're going to focus our attention on the breath. And so you can imagine that everything else in your awareness can still be there. Sounds and physical experiences in the body, thoughts or emotions. You don't have to push anything away. Just hold them in your broader awareness. And then begin to gently bring your attention to the breath and it's natural rhythm. So breathing in, noticing that you're breathing in, and breathing out, noticing that you're breathing out. You can rest the attention somewhere on the breath cycle if you'd like at the tip of the nostrils, on the movement at the region of the chest or the belly, with a very light and gentle touch, just resting your attention at that region. and the mind will wander. You're not doing anything wrong when this happens. Anytime you notice the mind has wandered, just kindly and gently bring your attention back to the next breath and begin again. That's the practice, beginning again, letting go and beginning again. Let's practice that for about a minute or so, just this moment, just this breath. The breath is a wonderful anchor back to the present moment. All you have to do is pause and just return back to this one breath. With this next breath, see if you can be present with the breath from the beginning of the in-breath through the middle of the breath to the end of the out-breath. When you feel ready, you can gently open your eyes Take a moment to stretch out. And so if you've never meditated before, that's a brief guided mindfulness meditation practice that you can use as a place to begin. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Gould, for joining us today. We really appreciate all of the information that you shared. And for those listening in, our hope is that you can use the strategies and tools discussed to help you cope and feel supported during this unprecedented time. If you would like more information on lupus and the coronavirus, please visit lupus.org slash coronavirus, where you'll find the most recent news, updates, as well as resources that will help you stay both mentally and physically healthy during this time. Again, that website is lupus.org slash coronavirus. If you would like to talk with one of our health educators, you can submit an inquiry at lupus.org slash health educator. Or, if you would like to connect to others, as Dr. Gould mentioned earlier, we encourage you to join Lupus Connect, which is our online lupus community where individuals with lupus and their loved ones can engage with others to share experiences, find emotional support, and to discuss practical insights for coping with the daily challenges of the disease. You can sign up at lupus.org resources slash and lastly, you can check out previous episodes of the Expert Series, or subscribe to get notifications about upcoming new episodes of the Expert Series by visiting lupus.org slash the expert series. Thank you.